Hello and welcome everybody to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's your host, Pastor Josiah. I've been having a good time sharing this microphone with uh, Pastor Josh, Pastor uh, Sean. I'm diving into Scripture together. Um, all the elders at this church love Scripture and believe that we are to be absolutely obedient to it in every way. And that it is the foundation for our faith and our practice, the only foundation, and that it's inspired by the Spirit of God. And so we just take the Bible very seriously. Um, Saying that, we don't go, and it never bothers me. I never have any questions about the Bible, ever. It's nothing in there is, is at all challenging to me. Nope, no way. Anyone who says it, I believe, either isn't really reading it or they don't believe it. Um, Of course, we're challenged by the Bible. It's God's word, and it's bigger than each one of us. Uh, But we know enough about God to know that he can be trusted and that he put the full weight of his authority behind his word. And uh, we see that even clearly in Jesus Christ, which is a big part of what we're doing. 40 days with Jesus through the Psalms, okay? And so we look at uh, Jesus' life, Scripture, he said, was fulfilled by him. He said not one bit of it would pass away. Heaven and earth might, but God's word wouldn't. And he said that he was here to fulfill it in every way. And that anyone who taught anyone to not observe everything written in it was to be counted least in the kingdom of God. And so that's not our way here at Crosspoint. We want to we want to found everything we do on scripture. And the scripture podcast is a big part of that. And so I thank you for joining us for these 40 days. Whether you're a part of Crosspoint Church or not, you're so welcome here. We're hitting that home stretch now, so um, we're on Psalm 31, and what I'll do is, uh, just sticking with our format, is I'm going to read it from the ESV, and then we'll just have a few observations about it. Okay, this time in Psalm 31, we're going to be looking a lot at um, how we can be in God, okay, in Him. It's used frequently throughout Scripture, that phrase, in Christ, or in God, or in the Lord, and uh, I think we, you know, I think we know what it means, but it's just be good to focus on, especially how we could it could be a big part of our prayer life, okay? And I believe it's a big part of Psalm 31, so I'll read it and you see what you think. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress, and for your name's sake you lead me and guide me. You take me out of the net that they have hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. I hate those who pay regard to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love because you have seen my affliction. You have known the distress of my soul, and you have not delivered me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes wasted from grief, my soul and my body also. For my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity and my bones waste away. Because of all my adversaries, I have become a reproach, especially to my neighbors and an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have been forgotten like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel. For I hear the whispering of many, terror on every side, as they scheme together against me as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. 
Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant and save me in your steadfast love. O Lord, let me not be put to shame, for I call upon you. Let the wicked be put to shame. Let them go silently to Sheol. Let the lying lips be mute, which speak insolently against the righteous in pride and contempt. Oh, how abundantly abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and worked for those who take refuge in you in the sight of the children of mankind. In the cover of your presence, you hide them from the plots of men. You store them in your shelter from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has wondrously shown his steadfast love to me when I was in a besieged city. I had in my alarm, I said in my alarm, I am cut off from your sight. But you heard the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cried to you for help. Love the Lord, all you his saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who acts in pride. Be strong and let your hearts take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. All right, as usual with our Psalms, these this one is just overflowing with riches, in my opinion. Uh, there's so much here for prayer. Also, um, there's such a wonderful view of where Jesus took refuge during a life that is often described in this psalm. Did you guys notice that? Like, is it easy to think of uh, Jesus and his ministry, like especially when uh, Jerusalem was turning against him, when we go down to like verse 11? Because of all my adversaries, I've become a reproach, especially to my neighbors and an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have been forgotten like one who is dead. I've become like a broken vessel. For I hear the whispering of many terror on every side as they scheme together against me as they plot to take my life. Okay, that's not accidental. I mean, this is a picture of the kind of valley of the shadow of death that Jesus walked through. That's what I love so much about the Psalms and the fact that we are um, anchoring our prayer life in the Psalms. Because by doing that, we're anchoring our life in Jesus. We are taking up the same way, the same path um, that Jesus took of allowing these psalms to form um, our soul and our spirit and how we think about God. So Jesus lived these out. Okay, now I said at the beginning we'd talk about being in God. And I think that uh, you saw that at the beginning, in you, O Lord, this is verse 1, in you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame in your righteousness. Deliver me. And it goes throughout um, this scripture. There'll be times of being in the Lord or putting our trust in the Lord. I can't speak for you, but in our life group, um, the last time we met, we have life groups here, home groups at Cross Point, and I love mine. And the last time we met, we had a great conversation as people shared their true feelings when they're alone with God. Um, one of the number one things that rose to the surface was that a lot of us started off in our Christian life not knowing what to do when we were alone with God. We felt inadequate. We felt a little embarrassed. We wondered if we were doing it right. And the testimony there was that each one of us had been taught by other Christians and just learned through experience that when we are alone with the Lord, the thing we can do is we begin to understand that he is our refuge. In other words, to be alone with the Lord should be the safest place any of us ever has in our lives. And if we can't be alone with the Lord, knowing that we are in him, like like you are if you take refuge like I know if you guys grew up with tornado drills so I've grown up with tornado drills here in Missouri where I was raised 41 years old I've never seen a tornado personally in my life but nonetheless we did tornado drills 
and it was like you were exposed. You could see windows, and if a storm was coming, you just knew it would get you. And then it was like, hey, we're going to go all in this hallway that's completely made out of concrete, and we're going to huddle together in this safe place with no windows and strong pillars, and we're going to be okay. That is the psalmist's view of God. That was Jesus' view of the Father, and that is the view that we are to take. And that, okay, the path into that refuge, the road that we walk, so you can't physically with your feet walk and hide in God. That's not the way it works because God is already here with you. The way it works is our prayers of faith as we give all of our lives specifically to God. We, with our mouths and our hearts and our spirit and with the use of Scripture, we get in God. We take refuge in Him. Um, you probably noticed this uh, from Psalms. It's probably perked up some of you guys' ears. There's a quote here um, that Jesus had on the cross. So I'm not talking, it's like, man, refuge in God. What is that? Is that when I'm feeling good and everything's fine? No, that's good too. I will, I like to be joyful in taking refuge in God. And you'll see there's some of this in the Psalm itself. But in this particular Psalm and in Jesus' life on the cross, into your hand, I commit my spirit. Did you guys notice this? Psalm 31 and five. So at the time of Jesus' life, when he was having, you know, when they killed him, they they, they tried to take everything from him and to, and to put him to death. At that moment, he chose with his words and with his heart and his soul to take refuge into your hand, even at this time of wrongful death, into your hand, I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. And it was those words were spoken by the same Jesus who was raised from the dead three days later. And so I would just, I mean, this whole psalm is suitable for this type of prayer. And I would take this psalm and I would use it that way to say, God, I'm in you. Give me refuge. Save me from people that want to get me. Help me. No matter what happens to me, even if I'm at the moment of my death, I commit, I give myself to you. I'm in you. Whatever happens to me happens to you too. But especially here, Psalm 31, 3 through 5, um, I commend it to us today as, as a way of prayer to know that we were in the Lord. And so it reads like this, For you are my rock, are, not might be, not could be if I do the right thing, but are my rock and my fortress. And for your name's sake, you lead me and guide me. I'm in you. Wherever I need to go, you show me. When I'm lost, you find me. You take me out of the net they have hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have, past tense, redeemed me. We know about that. Jesus on the cross has brought our redemption, past tense. No one can change it or take it from us. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. So people will let us down. Circumstances change and are often really, really tough. But God is a fortress and an unchanging place to hide. And we do that primarily by getting together with him in prayer and, the, and using these type of scriptures to help us understand that we are taking. It's an action that we have to do. We have to take our refuge in God. And if our personal prayer time with God never includes that, then we are really missing out, okay? All right, guys, I was really had a good time with this. Matter of fact, I went a little longer than I usually do, but that's okay with me. I just think this is a very important point the Lord's trying to share with me right now, so I share it with you. Um, I hope you've enjoyed our time in Psalm 31 together, and we'll see you for Psalm 32.